When most people think about the book of Genesis, they think about the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We think about the creation story. We think about Adam and Eve. We think about the story of Noah and the ark. All of that, though, only takes place in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, the very, very beginning. And Genesis is actually one of the longest books of the Bible. Um, In chapter 12, everything kind of zooms in from the whole world and the story of humanity and who we are in relationship to God and where we came from to one family. And that family's descendants. The family is Abraham and his son Isaac and his grandson Jacob and his great-grandsons who each one became one of the patriarchs of the 12 tribes of Israel. Um, Today we're going to start with that story and throughout the rest of the summer we're going to be working our way through this second part of the book of Genesis. The story of the patriarchs where our faith is born. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, the thing about these stories is they often have really long passages. So we're going to kind of slice up the scripture passages a little bit. Today, uh, I'm actually going to read from two different chapters, five chapters apart. I'm going to read Genesis 12, 1 through 3, and I'm going to read then Genesis 17, 2 through 9. Um, they, They both tell kind of echoes of the same story of God's covenant with Abraham, God's promise to Abraham. So let's listen now for God's word to us this morning. First, from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you I will curse. And in all the families of the earth, through you shall be blessed. Then Genesis 17, verses 2 through 9. Again, the scripture says, I am the God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make my covenant between you and me and will make you exceedingly numerous. With this, Abram fell on his face and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant for you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram. You shall now be called Abraham. I'll make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make a nation of you, and all kinds shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land to which you are now alien, the land of Canaan, for a perpetual holding. I will be their God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, Will you pray for the one who preaches? For his sins are many. Let us pray. Holy and merciful God, stir among us this morning and remind us of your promises. May something of what I say and do Or at the very least, O God, something of what is seen and heard of me today, seen and heard in this room today of us. May it not be of us, may it be of you. May it be of you and your promises, the things that you have done for us and the things that you would have us do for you. In this, your world, in your holy name, 
We ask this. Amen. Everything in life is a negotiation. Every relationship that you have with another person, whether you want it to or not, whether you mean for it to or not, inevitably becomes a negotiation. That's what Chris Voss says. Uh, Chris Voss, for many years, was one of the top hostage negotiators for the FBI. Now he's um, a consultant. He teaches negotiation tactics at some of the best business schools across the country. He's written a number of books. Uh, He's regarded as something of an expert on the subject, uh, and he's got lots and lots of YouTube videos explaining his philosophy for how to take what you want from life. And he says that everything in life is a negotiation. Negotiation is not just for buying a car, it's not just for settling a contract. Uh, Crossing the street is a kind of negotiation. Ordering coffee from Starbucks is a kind of negotiation. Every relationship you have, whether you mean for it or not, involves negotiation. And your life, he says, Your life could be in a completely different place if you just improve on your negotiating skills. You get better at negotiating with other people and with your life. Because everything in life is a back and forth. Everything is a give and a take. And the key to life then is to learn how to collaborate with others so that you get what you hope to take away from life without having to give up something that you may rather keep. So what's the secret Chris Voss offers? Well, I've watched just enough of his YouTube videos to glean this. He says that successful negotiation is about letting the other side have your way. Let me say that again. It's about letting the other side have your way, not letting them have their way, but letting them have your way. Not making them have your way, but letting them have your way. In other words, he says that successful negotiation is not about hard bargaining. It's not about being stern. It's about helping others see that your way is indeed the best way and the better way for everyone, and that what you want is really what they want, even if they don't realize it yet. I have no idea if that's true. I've only watched a handful of this guy's videos just this week to get ready for this sermon, so I don't know nothing about negotiation, but I do think he's got one thing right, one thing in his philosophy that's, that's worth saying. Uh, I think he's right about the fact that everything in life is a negotiation. And it runs deeper than you think. When it comes to your life, you only have so much of it to give. If we are lucky, we get eight, nine decades on this planet, and then we eventually run out of time, we run out of breath, we run out of heart and mind and strength, and this means that every moment that you spend is a moment that is being spent. It's a moment that you can't get back. It's a moment that you are giving away, and this is not something that you can stop. 
And so if you're giving your life away, whether you like it or not, the very least that you can try to do is to give your life in exchange for something that you get back to take something away for what you have given of yourself to the world. And thus, everything in life is a negotiation. Every decision is a bargain that we are striking in hopes that we will receive something appreciable in return. And of course, it turns out that not every deal is worth making. With every deal, you got to ask yourself, am I, am I capable of fulfilling my end of the deal? Is the other person capable of fulfilling their end of the bargain? And sometimes you, you make a deal and you walk away ahead. And then sometimes you make a deal and you walk away empty-handed. Seemingly haven't given it all away without meaning to. Every commitment we make is a kind of bet on which we stake our lives in hopes of making our lives a little more meaningful. Be it a job, a marriage, a college major, a class, an outfit, a doctor's appointment, a purchase, a vote, or a prayer. All of it is a kind of give and take. The scriptures this morning tell us that the Lord came to Abraham and offered him a deal. And God's deal went something like this. I am the Lord God Almighty. Walk before me. And be blameless. Leave your homeland, Abraham. Pick up your family and your stuff and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing to others. And throughout all the world, all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Do we have a deal? Understand something. The story of the entire Bible is the story of the deal that God is striking with Abraham right here. This is the deal that lies at the heart of our faith that we have today. This is the deal that lies at the heart of the entire Old Testament. For centuries to come, descendants of Abraham, who are going to become to be known as the Israelites, they're going to live by this deal. They're going to try to live according to this deal. And then come the New Testament in Christ, we too are going to be invited in on this deal that God is making right here in these chapters in Genesis, should we want in on this deal. And just like any deal, there are two sides to the deal. There's the give and there's the take. There are the things that you are supposed to do and then there are the things that are supposed to be done for you. So let's take a deeper look at this deal, shall we? First, let's start with the give. Walk before me and be blameless. God says, walk before me and be blameless. Leave your homeland, pack up your family, uh, take all your stuff, and then go to the land that I will show you. This is what Abraham and his descendants are being asked to do 
for God. This is their commitment. This is their end of the bargain. And over time, the terms of this deal will remain the same. They will not change, but they will become clearer as Scripture goes on. Later, it's put this way. Keep the Lord's commandments. Be a holy people. Live lives that are marked with holiness that set you apart from all the rest of the world. And what is holiness? Holiness is to love God with all your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your strength, and to love your neighbor as if your neighbor was you. That is the give. That is the give of the deal that God offers. What about the take? Well, if this is what we are meant to do for God, then this, in turn, is what God does for us. God says, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be mine. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name glorious. You will be given glory because you are mine. And because you are blessed, you, in turn, will be a blessing. And all the earth will be blessed forevermore. My steadfast love for you will endure forever. That's the take. That's God's commitment. That's God's end of the bargain. And in time, this promise will not change either, but it too will become clear. God's steadfast love remains forever. And God so loves the world that he gives up his only son. And so that this love and blessing becomes so wide and so great that it extends even beyond death and evil and sin itself because nothing can separate us from it. That's the take. That's what you get in this deal that God offers. So what are we to do in this deal? What we are to do in this deal is we are to live blamelessly following God's commandments and live a life of holiness, live a life of love for God and love for our neighbors. What does God in turn do for us in this deal? God will bless you so that you will be a blessing and God's steadfast love for you will endure forever and there is nothing that can separate you from it. That's the deal. Do we have a deal? ponder it over for a second but as you do as you ponder this negotiation there's just one small detail there's one small observation that makes this deal that's worth making about this deal you you see if you go back and you read over the contract if you read over the scriptures that we just read you will find that there is a word that is missing from the small print And that word and the fact that this word is missing, it changes the character of this entire agreement. The fact that this word is missing ultimately sets this deal apart from every other bargain that you will strike in life, every other commitment to which you will find yourself giving yourself away. And that word that is missing from these scriptures, from this deal, is if. If. It doesn't show up. In the text, all of your negotiations in life uh, end up in an agreement that is marked by an if. If I give Starbucks 
$6.50, Starbucks will give me a grande mocha latte. If I show up for work on time, I will be given a salary. If I do my homework, I will receive a good grade. If I choose this major, I will get a job after I graduate. If I make this purchase, I will finally be happy. If I vote for this candidate, then maybe he'll be able to deliver and give me what I want. This if. This is the reason why you always have to ask whether a deal is worth making before you enter into it. Because if you can't live up to your end of the bargain, it means you're wasting your precious time. And if the other party can't live up to their end of the bargain, then they are wasting your precious time. That if matters. But when it comes to God's deal with you, with me, with us, there is no if. It doesn't show up in the scriptures. It doesn't show up in the fine print. The deal is not, I will love you if you love me and love other people. It is, I will love you. Love me and love your neighbors. It is not, if you live, a blameless and holy life, I will bless you. It is, I have blessed you. Live a blameless and holy life. Do you see what's happening here? Do you see how everything is being turned upside down? This is not an ordinary deal and God is no ordinary negotiator. God gives you, gives me, gives us everything up front. God maintains no leverage. God makes an unconditional promise to love and to bless no matter what. From the very beginning, right here with Abraham, God is giving and giving and giving and giving himself away. And God keeps on giving and giving and giving himself away until he's hanging on a cross and he's dead. And this is the kind of deal that God offers and according to the standards of a negotiation expert like Chris Voss, this would seem like a terrible tactic. You would think if God is going to love us no matter what, then there is nothing that is keeping us from having our way with everything in life. But that wouldn't be right. Because God is not letting us have our way. God is letting us have God's way which it turns out is always the better way, even when we don't know it yet. See, what God is doing here is giving you the ultimate assurance that of all the bargains that you strike in your life, this is the one deal, the one deal that will always be worth making. This is the one bet on which you can stake your life and which you will always win. Because here's the thing, no matter how hard you try, you will never, ever be able to live up to your end of this agreement, to live a life of blameless love. You can't do that. You are only human. But God, God is God. And God never fails to uphold God's end of the bargain. And so when God says, my steadfast love for you endures forever, God means it. And that's our hope. Everything in life is a negotiation. Isn't that exhausting? 
the give and the take. Whether you mean for it to or not, every relationship you have in life, it ends up becoming a negotiation. Every relationship, except one. And that's your relationship with God. Because God does not negotiate. And he's not even driving a hard bargain. He does the most radical thing. God just gives you everything. 